Hi, Black Hollywood Live fans. Today we're talking about three police officers around the country on trial, and Brendan Dassey is ordered released. Stay with us for that and more on Justice is Served. You are tuned into Black Hollywood Lives. Justice is Served. Hello and welcome to Justice is Served. Thanks for joining us. My name is Chelsea Galicia. I am joined by my co-host and fellow attorney, Shaka Smith. Hello there. How you doing? Where we bring you the latest in legal news from around the country every week. We first want to start off with a little shake out uh, from the election. Last week, we were so focused on the shocking presidential election results that we didn't give much attention to any of the propositions. We did talk about the states that passed marijuana legalization, um, which I forget that not everybody is for. So it was very interesting when our guest, Brian Williams, was saying the reasons that he was not for it. But I think in the end, if I interpreted it correctly, we all came to a a consensus (laughs) that it was generally a good thing. Yeah, it seems so. All right. You're still on that page, too? Okay. So come on, Arizona. You were the last (laughs) one who had uh, a ballot initiative and who did not pass it. But uh, now... About 20% of the population has access to legal marijuana in this country. Yeah, and we know in Denver they're trying to pass um, social recreational use. So um, bars and other establishments might be able to allow it to Yeah, for edibles and vaping, but not for actual smoking. So that'll be interesting. And we looked around the country to see what other interesting ballot measures there were. And to be truthful, there wasn't all that much that I thought was newsworthy. (laughs) Um, you know, a couple states raise the minimum wage, which is good, but doesn't lend itself to much of a discussion here. Yeah. Uh, a couple of states passed some gun control measures, uh, California included. Um, but I think that really, and maybe it's because I live in California, that I thought that California had some of the more interesting um, ballot initiatives. So I wanted to yeah. to run down some of those. Shaka, I'm sure you were very concerned about the proposition that, um, let me see which proposition number it was, uh, that required condom use in pornography. I, I did think it was weird to see it on the ballot. Um, well, this is the second time that we voted on it because yeah. this one was going to close a loophole that had remained from a previous ballot initiative that we had passed requiring condom use. Oh, okay, so so it was just, I mean I hadn't been here for that, so that was interesting to see that was on the ballot. Yeah, um, it, it seems like a uh, it's an industry that's thrived and been regulated, so. I don't see the need to uh, further regulate uh, anymore. Uh, Well, apparently most of the country agreed with you. It did not pass. Um, What also did not pass that you were correct about was the repeal of the death penalty. We had that Prop 62, and you guessed that it would not pass, and I was thinking that it's probably too early for us. But I do think that California will probably overturn the death penalty in really? the decades to come. Oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> not not super yeah, no. soon, but I think it's coming. Uh, I talked about that firearms and ammunition sales are now require a uh, a better background check, and marijuana legalization was sixty four, sixty six. We passed uh, this change in the death penalty procedure to apparently make it faster. Well, I guess so. that's a good. <laughs> you want it to be yeah, humane as possible, right? Yeah. 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 And then uh, we, we did some environmental stuff on plastic bag use. Yeah. And, uh, and that was basically it. The only other one from around the country that I was excited about was Massachusetts passed a law about the way that um, pigs are raised. Oh. And it, it goes the furthest in protecting uh, livestock. And uh, I'm 
an animal activist, and uh, I thought you would find that interesting because you're still vegan, right? Yeah, still vegan. I think the food supply is so important, and um, a a lot of the negative impacts of that is just the way we raise our food and the way we treat the animals. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I think we'll put the election results on ice, although I understand you think it's going to come back in the news. Well, I I think we could face an electoral college that might tip the scales. You know, there are some two two electors right now are trying to get some other electors on board with not voting for Donald Trump and voting for Hillary Clinton. So if people don't know, on December 19th, the Electoral College meets and they're supposed to vote as pledged, you know, based on the electoral votes that we've seen so far, but they are not required to do so, and they can change their vote. I mean, I don't think that's ever been done in the history of our country. Yeah, but that, it, but there have been faithless electors, people that did switch their vote, not enough to switch the outcome. Um, however, that's why the Electoral College was established. It was established as a check on the people, so that the people were ever fooled by by someone, uh, uh, someone who had a cult of personality, that the Electoral College, the informed members of society that know what's going on, can then say, you know what, in our wisdom, we're going to go ahead and vote this person through as president. Do you think anything that you've seen in the news recently about Trump and his transition team will help that cause either or well, I mean, hurt hi- that cause? Well, hiring Bannon, you know, the guy from who formerly led Breitbart as a chief strategist in the White House, He's certainly does a not... a proud white nationalist. Exactly. So it certainly does not lend itself to making electors think, oh, wait, we are going, we're taking the right path forward. Well, I thought that one thing that might help your your belief that it will happen is that, you know, he ran on this, like, drain the swamp thing, and meaning, yeah. like, let's get lobbyists and, you know, those sorts of people out of Washington, except if you look at who's on his team as of now, we are doing whatever the opposite is yeah. of draining the swamp. Yeah, I'm not saying necessarily that it will happen, but it certainly has the best chance of happening than it's ever had. I think by the time they'll meet, she'll have well over a million votes in the popular vote. Maybe ahead cl- of him. Yeah, ahead of him. Maybe close to two million, if not more. So I, I think with a popular vote that high, with what we've seen in the campaign and now the kind of ban in hiring already, I, I think you'll have the ingredients in place to see the Electoral College um, change their change their um, allegiances. Wow. I don't know. I really have my doubts that that would, will happen. She would only need about, what, 38 people to do it? And so... Uh, only 38 yeah, people to we'll do see. it. I don't we'll know where, the, where there would be worse riding in the streets right now that President-elect Trump yeah. uh, is set to take over, or if that happens. Well, I mean, this is the first time you've seen this this sustained protest that we have seen. And quite frankly, more people did vote for her. um, So more people do support her just numerically. Yeah, but that same thing happened in 2000 with Bush and Gore. By a far slimmer vote margin. Um, So this margin would be the biggest in history without having ever won. All right. Well, uh, okay. I'm kind of hoping, maybe I'm hoping that that happens, but after the Democrats have reestablished their leadership teams, um, that's all been up in changed over the last couple of days about who are the leaders in the Senate and the House. And the leaders are emerging to be slightly more progressive than sort of the old guard. And so I like that, not progressive enough for me. Like, I would have liked to see Bernie be the Senate minority leader. It's Chuck Schumer instead. And he's on uh, the leadership team. Bernie is uh, still, I would like more. But if they first shift progressive and then electoral college switches and 
goes with Hillary magically, I might be all right with that. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's certainly a possibility. I think a, a bigger possibility than it has ever been before. All right. Well, speaking of possibilities, Brendan Dassey perhaps yeah. never thought it was possible that he was going to see the light of day again. Jeez. This guy's been in jail since he was arrested. 2007. Yeah. So since almost documentary. 10 yeah. years. Yeah. So Brendan Dassey, if you watched Making a Murder, you'll remember he is the was then 16 years old. He was yeah. the nephew of Stephen Avery, and he confessed to killing Teresa Halbeck. Yeah, we should, we should really do confessed in um, yeah. air quotes Of all here. the times <laughs> that I choose to re- decline to do air quotes, this was uh, not a good time. Yeah, so earlier this year, in August, a judge threw out that confession, yeah. saying and, it was coerced. Yeah, so it violated his constitutional rights. But, you know, of course, there's a system in place to be released from prison. And so finally, on Monday, that judge said, okay, he's ordered released. He had to meet some conditions. Well, it was not only that, but the state of Wisconsin has really gone after him and wanting to They're keep, to keep hold him of him. So after the judge ordered release on Monday, they came back and said, we want to, we're going to appeal, um, we're making an appeal of the order that releasing him, so we would like to, him to stay in jail. The judge said, the you appeal. guys are making the same arguments and the same arguments are not going to fly. Yeah. The prosecution thinks, you know, just because the confession was thrown out doesn't mean he's not actually guilty of killing Teresa Hallback. But really, that was the... Only. Only piece of real hard evidence they had for Brendan Dassey to hold him. Yeah. So he will be going home no later than 8 p.m. Friday, Friday night. Yeah. And so, of course, he, he can't leave the eastern part of Wisconsin. No passport, no weapons or controlled substances. He cannot have contact with Stephen Avery or um, the family of Teresa Halbach. So, so he's got some restrictions there, but at least he'll be out and he'll be free and... Yeah, maybe the prosecution's afraid he'll tell more of his story and, you know, it's not going to be a good thing. So. Oh, yeah, because I was wondering, why are they fighting so no hard. hard tooth and nail? I mean, they can, even if they let him out, they can still retry him. Yeah. And I, I don't think that they have much of a case for he is a threat to society if he would, or a, a flight yeah. uh, threat. So I just don't really get it. Yeah, I think what you'll see is if, they're, um, if they don't try to retry Brendan, I think you'll certainly see a case on his behalf, you know, suing the state for that, what I'm sure they believe is wrongful imprisonment. Wow, yeah. All right. Okay, so changing things up a bit, we have got three officers from around the country that either are or recently were uh, being tried for killing yeah. um, largely unarmed uh, black men in this country. And so we're going to to go down the list of them and talk about what's going on so far in each of those cases. So we're going to start with Philando Castile. Yeah, and... That, that case happened in July of this year, and it's got a really gruesome, sad video that came along with it because the fiancé of the man that was shot took a, a video and, like, live-streamed it uh, on, through Facebook, right? Yeah, so... And so uh, we're going to to play a clip, but I do want to warn yeah, everybody extremely. that it is graphic yeah. and heart-wrenching, um, but I, I think it is... Um, worthy of our attention. So let's go ahead. Over for a busted tail light in the back, and the police just—he's—he's—he's he's covered. He they killed my boyfriend. He's licensed. He's carried to. He's licensed to carry. He was trying to get out his ID and his wallet out his um pocket, and he let the officer know that he was re- he had a firearm and he was reaching for his wallet, and the officer just shot him in his arm. We're waiting for a back. I will, sir. No worries. I will. He just shot his arm off. He still got the gun on him. 
We got pulled oh. over on Larpener. I told him not to reach for it. I told him to get his hand out. He had you told him to get his ID, sir, and his driver's license. Oh my God! Please don't tell me he's dead. I cannot it's, believe. Uh, it's such a tragic, tragic video. Um, you know, th- thank God that we do have these mediums that we can get these videos out because yeah. this would never have made the light of day if we didn't have Facebook Live and, you know, this kind of access. Right. The only positive part is that the officer, um, Geronimo Yanis, has been charged that news broke today. Yeah. So the the, the state took its time mm-hmm. to really investigate this. There was really no rush to judgment on this because, again, this happened way back in July. And um, there was a press conference held today where it was announced that the use of deadly force was not justified in this case and that Philando Castile posed no objective threat. Um, there is some bit about the fact that he wasn't unarmed. He did have yeah, a gun. But he did let the officer know that he had a permit and that he was armed. He told the officer. And he offered that up to the officer. Yeah. The officer didn't ask, and it's not even required by law, that he take the affirmative step of saying, hey, by the way, I have a gun. Exactly. But he did. Yeah. Um, and um, he remained calm. Throughout the encounter, according to this investigation, and he was compliant, and there was no reasonable um, belief that he was in any danger when he shot him. And so um, he has been charged with second-degree manslaughter. Yeah, and what they did find was this case revealed that there's a disproportionate amount of African-American arrest um, in this part of the city. In St. Anthony, Lauderdale, and Falcon Heights, all in Minnesota, they found that half of the arrests were of black people, However, they only made about 7% of the population for all three of those areas. Right. So what you are seeing is some a, a very strong implicit bias by the police. And I think that's probably, it's about a mindset. Yeah. And when you see someone who's black, there's this idea that they're far, that they are threatening, just automatically threatening. Well, I think the officer came out and said that he thought that the couple matched the description of yeah. some... I don't know, of course armed did. robbers <laughs> yeah, yeah. from uh, a couple did. of days before that. Uh, but it was obvious that, you know, there was a child, child in the in car. The back, yeah. The, yeah. And yeah, the minute he says, he offers to you that he's got the gun, he's got a permit, and, yeah, and he's going to get his ID. Yeah. I mean. Any thoughts on the choice to file second degree um, manslaughter charges rather than murder? Uh, I, I think from the video, it's clear that the officer was in the heat of the moment. Um, he made the wrong decision, but uh, from the video, it's clear to me that there, there was no like premeditation. There was no advanced sort of, you know, just making a decision to do this. It was sort of a heat of the moment. It's just he misperceived the situation. Yeah, and so in addition to the second degree manslaughter charge, he also faces two felony counts of dangerous discharge of a firearm, and so he faces for the second degree manslaughter charge uh, up to ten years, yeah. and then for the uh, other felony counts, five years. Yeah. Uh, any inkling of what the outcome is going to look like? I, I think he'll be um, found guilty of second-degree manslaughter. I mean, the, the video to me is plain. Yeah. You know, will he say, but yeah, this video doesn't show you what happened right before? Because, right, that's what we hear from a lot of people. It doesn't show what happened right before, and so you don't judge me on the aftermath that you have no video of. Well, I think... Diamond Reynolds' words here, um, his fiance. yeah, is are very telling. It's something in the law called um, hearsay that we don't typically allow hearsay into courtrooms. If you heard it, you can't just say what you heard. Um, but there's one of the instances where we believe the information's reliable is when there's an excited utterance, where the heat of the moment is such that you feel compelled to tell the truth as a result. So the statement that he said 
I wasn't reaching for it. Yeah, I, I, be, I believe all like a lot of what you heard in that video would be admissible um, as far as I was concerned. And so I think that will that that's telling. I think yeah. that'll probably lead to a second degree man, manslaughter. I hope you're right. I mean, we've covered so many of these stories where it seems so obvious to me that a conviction is obvious and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm, and we have some stories like that today, but yeah. Right. All right, so let's look at... Um, well, we'll get to the, that one um, towards the end, but we're going to talk now about the trial of Michael Slager. He is the North Carolina cop that shot and killed Walter Scott. Yeah. We also have the video here. Uh, again, you know. Yeah, warnings, graphic. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and, and show that. So yeah, this was uh, this was the guy that was pulled over for having a broken tail light, and you know he took off running. The officer gave chase, and now the officer's account was that they were in a close kind of fisticuffs, and Struggle, the guy yeah. grabbed the taser, and the officer was feared for his life and shot him. But the video clearly shows the guy's running away, and yeah. he's several feet away, and he fires. Eight shots. Yeah. And I think that's what made this hard to watch, with watching continue to fire after the guys like, go further away from him. Yeah. So in this case so far, the prosecution has put on its case close to 30 witnesses, yeah. including some witnesses who say the account that the officer gave of how things went down is in stark contrast to this video. Yeah, and the account that he gave to, those, um, to two other officers, he gave that prior to this video being released. And so that's why you might see some inconsistency. Yeah, but like pretty major inconsistency yeah. um, that show, I mean, it seems obvious to me that he was outright lying about how it went down. What I'm really curious about is what he dropped or what he was doing when he walked over to the body and seemed yeah. to be putting something down next to it, um, perhaps to make it look like Walter Scott was armed or uh, yeah. had something that was threatening to him. Uh, again, here, I don't see how... The, the officer, Michael Slager, or former officer, has any chance to go free. Yeah. Do you? No, no. I think the, I think the video is clear. Um, it, it's so hard to watch them just watch someone shooting someone in the back as they're running away. Yeah. So coming up next, we're going to hear from the defense, and I have no idea how they're going to make a case for reasonable fear. Yeah, not and past a certain point. Yeah. I, I just... I, I mean, they must have something, otherwise they would have pled out. Well, so what do you think it's going to uh, be? Well, there seems to be somewhat of an altercation at the very beginning, so there may have been some close contact. Maybe you get away with the one, the two, the three shots, but I, I don't understand how you continue firing. But if you say that kind of emanated from the whole experience. Yeah. And if they're trained to empty their magazines or something like that. Um, I've never heard that before. You know, that would you, be awful. I, I've, heard, I've heard various arguments where the officers are trained to empty the magazines. Oh, so wow. That's an argument I didn't for. know that. So, you know, it just certainly depends on what they go for. But, yeah, I'm sure they'll have some legal ways to get out of it. I mean, but they must. Otherwise, they would have. me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that one. And then finally, a mistrial for former officer Ray Tensing. He was a Cincinnati uh, police officer that shot and killed yeah. Sam Dubose. Um, what happened in this case? So, you know, another pullover, and he ends up um, shooting and killing Sam Dubose. And so basically 25 hours of deliberation take place. The jury is composed of 10 whites and 2 blacks, and they end up with mistrial. And it looks like they were leaning towards manslaughter. 
Um, so Right, because there were two charges, two right? Two charges, yeah. Uh, murder, murder and... Manslaughter. And so the jury deadlocked eight wanted manslaughter, four, I guess, one some lesser charge. Yeah, so the prosecutor was saying today that or I read it today, that the jury instructions were kind of confusing. Some of them were even contradictory. The jurors at one point came out to ask the judge for clarification of what it means to um, be arrested because there was a question about whether um, DuBose was actively resisting arrest when this went down. Uh, But the judge declined to clarify that, and then the next day just declared a mistrial. Yeah, and so we have a couple of options where it's a retrial, plea deal, or dropping the charges all completely. Yeah, Prosecutor Joe Dieters is trying to speak with the jurors themselves mm-hmm. to see how they ended up where they did, and then he'll just, he says he's going to use that information to try and determine what the next steps are, and uh, he'll make a decision probably after the Thanksgiving weekend, so we will find out sooner than later. Yeah. And it, any any idea what you think the prosecutor is going to do? I think there's going to be a retrial. Um, I think they, they probably did feel the jury instructions were confusing. It, when you look at uh, this guy, Tensing, he, it, he, he stopped a high proportion of people. He just had higher numbers than most officers of people that he stopped. Eight out of the ten, eight out of ten drivers that he stopped were black. And so it, it looks like there is some racial motivation here. I believe he owned a Confederate shirt that he was wearing at the time he shot um, Sam DuBose. Yeah. Of course, he said the Confederate shirt means nothing to him. But that if taken, it means nothing why to are you, you wearing it underneath your uniform? Oh, that's, yeah. So ugh. taking that with the number of the high number of stops, um, eight out of ten of people that he was stopping were African American. I, I think that they're going to retry this guy based on the fact that they do believe this was racially motivated. I certainly hope you're that you're right. Okay, and now a much lighter story. I guess <laughs> I guess if you're not a woman, it's a lighter story. This is a follow-up to the, the story we uh, talked about recently where the state of California passed a law yeah. that really only affects IMDb. Yeah. And this, this new law was supposed to help fight against age discrimination in Hollywood <laughs> yeah. among women. Yeah. You kind of giggle. Well, well I thought... That- it was such an interesting way of going about the problem. It, it's an issue, of course, but to, to tell IMDb not to put factual information on their website or have it taken off if someone requests it, I thought was an overreach. Yeah. Um, and this lawsuit, you know, obviously on behalf of IMDb, they believe so as well. Yeah, so their arguments are that the law doesn't address the root of the problem. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. It chills free speech. Mm-hmm undermines public access to factual information, and then violates the Commerce Clause. But I got comebacks to all of those. Do you have any thoughts on maybe the strongest argument? Um, I thought probably the strongest argument was the Commerce Clause argument. Um, That really, they're regulating something that affects people in different states, and the state of California doesn't have that dimension. But it's a regulation of a of a one company, and it's probably registered in California and highly affects residents of California. Well, well, it's not it's not written so that it affects one company. The, the practical effect yeah. of it affects IMDb. Well, but, it is written. But it's not, the language was so narrowly tailored that it yeah, only pr- realistically really apply, covers yeah. IMDb. So, but technically, they're not named. So, I, I think I think it violates the Commerce Clause. I think they are. Basically, regulating behavior that 
crosses state lines, it should only be but left to the federal government. They're saying that they're the that the law tries to regulate the internet. No, it's not. Yeah, to some degree it does. It's trying remember, to regulate a website. That does not mean u- that you're trying to regulate the a user, whole of the internet. A user from Florida can put up some public figure's age on IMDb. And that now that you now IMDb is going to be liable for that user in Florida doing that if one of if that person comes and requests it to be removed and they do nothing yeah or they don't act fast enough yeah so I don't think the state of California can start to kind of move into areas it's not trying to say that the user can't put it up but but IMDb, if IMDb it leaves it there then they're liable so I, th- I think yeah. I think you trade. Uh, I think you tread too heavy. Well, I, th- I think that the other arguments that I have to yeah. their arguments are probably stronger. So yeah. this bit about that the law doesn't address the root of the problem. It doesn't. Yeah. Okay, fine. Maybe that's true. But there are a lot of laws that we have that address the symptoms rather than the cause. Let me give you one example. Okay. Gangs. Okay. We cannot address the root cause of gangs, mm. we cannot even make being in a gang a crime because that's a, that would be a status crime. Mm. You can only legislate against criminal activity so, and, and, and make it more uh, punishable if it's related to gang activity. Yeah. So there is one where you're not getting at the but root of the problem, a, but you're, you're attacking the symptoms. But I, I think part of that root of the problem thing speaks to whether a law is... Uh, narrowly tailored to like a substantial yeah I yeah, think this law is pretty is pretty narrow all right so that's my my response to their first okay. argument and then chills free speech yeah. which kind of goes first of all the the free speech is supposed to protect the dissemination of ideas and thoughts and theories and philosophies and hopes and dreams and such yeah. somebody's age does not Alts? fall in that category to me uh, it's, it's do you believe you can tell a lot from someone's age. <laughs> Well, apparently Hollywood can. <laughs> or, you know. So, so that kind of coincides with the, their third argument, which is that it undermines public access to factual information. Of course. And I've used this example before. You and I are, do not have the right to know everything, fact or not, about private individuals, like we're, we're, medical conditions, including STDs. It is, is a crime to, you know, Put it out there if somebody's got a condition that they don't want released. This is IMDb, so we're talking about public figures here. You still do not have the right to disseminate or call. We're not talking about defamation or libel here. We're talking about public disclosure of private facts. Like uh, medical conditions. So now we're You cannot go and and tell the world that so-and-so... Actor, model, whatever has an STD. So now we you think, would be liable. So for now that. we think doing so is tantamount to telling someone's age. It's, so if I tell you someone's yes, got an STD, actually, because it's harmful. The not reason to the you same don't want you do, the reason that you don't disseminate somebody's medical condition is because it can of, have of the harm and the, of the harm. Exactly. Correct. And that, and we know but that the, women are harmed by this age discrimination. It's not just harm. It's the level of harm. The level of harm is different telling yeah, but, about telling people but that California got... really cares about economic harm, right? It, or actually, the whole country cares about economic yeah. harm. So there is economic harm when a woman's age is disclosed. It, it, again, it's always about the level of harm, and we do not view someone's age as in, inherently being harmful to them for economic decisions. If uh, someone's casting for... In 40... Hollywood, you want to argue that age doesn't work against women? I, you would but know better to, than I yeah, would. Yeah, but to what degree are you talking about 
there are roles for women who are 45. There are roles for women who are 55. You know, every movie's got, you know, people of different ages. I don't really so, know if that's true. And I'm going to venture to say that if we look at percentage-wise, it's not. It's very yeah. uh, sh- shifted to younger I, demographics. But what I'm saying is some of these, bit, you know, Diane Keaton's still working, you know. Uh, oh, just because you can name one no, or even five or even ten. No, my, or, or make 20 it a, or 30 or 40. My, my point is... Telling someone's age. Let, oh, is let's not, go ahead. List list yeah. forty. I dare you. It's not going to happen. <laughs> telling someone's age is not at all um, as deleterious as universally deleterious as someone telling someone they have an STD. You I mean, an STD doesn't even matter because if you make a movie with somebody, you're not going to get the STD just for making a movie with somebody. Nor are you going to catch someone's age. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I, I think the point is that we view that as just far more harmful to your career. Saying someone's got an STD is already itself a black mark. Saying someone's 45 is kind of a black mark in Hollywood. And it's not. It's not in of itself. Maybe not for a man. No, or or a casting company that wants a 45-year-old to play the mother of whomever. You know, but we, can't it depend on how an individual person looks? Like if this person looks reasonably like they could be somebody else's mother rather than just having them be you know, checked off the list and crossed out and not even considered just because of their age? I, I think that's a problem, but not one that the state should be regulating for IMDb in this way, that they cannot put up facts that users are factual public, like things that are in the public fit sphere. You know, I think that's that's kind of crazy. It, it just it's just not tantamount to me to you know some of the areas of law where fire in a crowded theater. That's where we say you know what you can't do that because that's too dangerous. Um, telling someone uh, that they have an STD that's too harmful. It, it doesn't rise to that harm or danger for me. Okay, well we'll find out uh, uh, if I, the courts it, agree. And it shouldn't. I'm certain they'll, they'll agree. <laughs> I'm beyond certain. Ah, uh, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> hope you're wrong. Um, but. I think that is it for us today. We'll find out next week if uh, Shock and I have been wrong about anything. I hope you join us next week for another episode of Justice is Served. In the meantime, like, comment, tweet. I'm at Chelsea Galicia. I'm at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Sip me Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.